Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. Ephesians six, and uh, we will take a look. We will take from verse ten for this last. Uh, part of what I'm going to bring before you. Now, let me pray. Come, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. You have not left us to try to figure out our way, how to get to heaven, how to be saved. You did not leave us to try to figure out a way how to live a righteous life, a victorious life. You have given us your living word. So this morning, we come again, Lord, to before your very throne room, even in this house, Lord, open your living word. We ask you to reveal the power of your word. Not just reveal, but also you will transform our lives with the power of your word. God, we are ready. We submit our hearts, our minds, our soul, our thoughts, our spirit. Lord, under the authority and the power of your word. And let this word this morning as we read and listen and study as your promise of your word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I proclaim faith will arise and increase. Every person here this morning will be changed and transformed by your word, including myself. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Ephesians 6, um, reading from verse 10. Here we go. Finally, making his conclusion, Apostle Paul. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand from then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. 16. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Okay, let's stop there. Um, everybody knows about Pearl Harbor. I mean, if you don't know, you should. It's a very um, historical event that has happened. If you want to know a bit more, you can, I mean, watch a bit more romanticized version of it. Go and watch the movie Pearl Harbor, all right, by uh, ban a flag, you know, so 2001, yeah, I think some of you are not born yet, all right, 2001, all right, so, but it's a good show, and what happened in Pearl Harbor was actually, the, this is US, uh, 
naval base in Hawaii, Honolulu, they experienced a surprise attack from Japan. All right, the Japanese are really attacked the whole uh, naval base of uh, the, the US uh, in Hawaii. Sunday, the 7th of December, 1941. I love history, by the way, especially all this war history. I read uh, Sun Tzu's uh, Art of War. Okay, what is that, Pastor? Okay, it's interesting. <laughs> you read things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's knowledge. Have you heard of Sun Tzu Art of War? Okay, if you don't know, you got to read up, all right? So, 8 uh, a.m. in the morning, they got surprised. They were still sleeping, all right? And the night before, if you know the history a little bit, the night before, they were celebrating, partying. I mean, the, the, the army is supposed to be get ready for war, right? To be always prepared. They were just having their good times, enjoying drinking and partying and dancing kind of a thing. Uh, and they, they were living as if there were no real enemy at all. And so they were, because they were not expecting to be attacked, uh, why? Because the Japanese were engaged in a massive deception. So made the U.S. Uh, government thought that actually uh, there is no war, there is peace there and things like that. And so as a result, you can watch a movie, it was really uh, the whole, probably the whole entire, you know, big part of the whole naval base was destroyed. And more than 2,400 lives were uh, killed and more than 1,000 were wounded. So one of the things which uh, History Extra asked this question, you can, by the way, you can Google this, huh? just type, Call of God, why didn't America see Pearl Harbor coming by History Extra on the website? Why didn't they see uh, the uh, attack from the Japanese? And another question by the Baltimore Sun, also you can Google it online, it says, um, why was the surprise attack at Pearl Harbor such a surprise? Why was this such a surprise? And one of the Japanese pilots commented this. It says, Pearl Harbor was still asleep in the morning mist. They were still sleeping. All right? Uh, basically, Americans have all the best technology when it comes to uh, weaponry, uh, arsenals, warships. But they were sleeping. They were in complacency mode. And that's why... That's what really happened, all right? The whole entire uh, naval base of the Hawaii, uh, of the U.S. Uh, uh, naval base there. Many Christians thought that Christian life is a playground. But actually, a Christian life is a better ground. Don't underestimate spiritual warfare. A Christian life is not a playground. It's a better ground. You see... The battle, the warfare is between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. I have a good news and a bad news for you today. Which one you want to hear first? Bad news first. The bad news is the devil loves to attack you. That's his full-time job. And he doesn't take leave. You want leave, right? Monday holiday. Oh, I'm so happy. The devil doesn't take leave. That's the bad news. All right? And the bad news is also part of it, right? Because you're a Christian, the devil all the more likes to attack you. They want to become a Christian. <laughs> it's not about becoming a Christian. It's about belonging to the kingdom of light. You see, friends, 
The Bible says that God has saved us from darkness into light. If we belong to light, darkness will never like us. One. How many know that? How many, anybody like to live in a dark? You like to live in a light, right? So when you live in the light, darkness won't like you. Then you say, I don't want to be attacked, pastor. Then you go back to darkness, live in the dark. You have a choice. The moment you live in the light, darkness will not like you. Darkness will always be the enemy of light. Then some people say that, uh, some people think like this, you know, like as long as I don't catch out the devil, the devil won't catch out me. Have you ever heard things like that before? I don't catch out the devil. I never catch out the devil. No, why catch out me? In case you don't know, right? Adam and Eve never catch out the serpent. Hello? It was a serpent that came to Adam and Eve. In case you don't know, Jesus, when he was fasting in the in the, uh, 40 days in the wilderness, he never catch out the devil. He was just doing his fasting for 40 days. It was the devil that came to him. So if you don't think, don't be naive thinking that as long as I don't catch the devil, right? I, I'm cool. Alright? I don't touch you, you don't touch me lah. No such thing. No such thing. As long as you belong to the kingdom of light, darkness will hate you. You ask your friend next to you, do you belong to light or to darkness? If you say light, must answer. If your friend say light, congratulations, darkness hate you. The devil will always deceive us to let down our gods to be complacent, to be indifferent. Some people thought that I, I'm just quiet. I, like, I'm not going to have anything to do with all this. I don't even want to pray against the devil. I'll be safe. Naive. Selfish. You see? That's why, what did Paul say? The devil's schemes. That word means deception. That's not what we read. We are deceived. Never think that the devil cannot influence you to do wicked things. You can be a faithful churchgoers. It doesn't mean that you are a faithful follower of Christ. The devil can easily manipulate us when we are not careful. Look at Judas Iscariot. He was not anybody lesser than the other 11 disciples. Jesus didn't love him lesser than the other 11 disciples. Love him the same. Follow Jesus the same. But what happened to Judas? The Bible says Satan entered him. Get it right. Then you ask the next question. If Satan can enter Judas, then every one of us also can kena, you know. Correct or not? True. True if you are like Judas. What was Judas' problem? He was greedy. Greedy. Let's open a big door. He loved money. Let's open a big door. Jesus said you can only love one, you cannot love two. You love God, love money. You love money. That's why, easily, he was self-centered, selfish. These are all the right ingredients for you to cook up a devil's uh, control. You know, really make a nice dish for the devil. That is why, let me tell you, you look at, you think about people back home in your... Sabah Sarawak example, right? So most of you are in simulations. You can even 
faces run through your mind, people whom are greedy, love money, self-centered. That's why the, the devil can enter them, even though they are Christian, they go to church. And they're manipulated by the devil for the devil's purpose. See? Never, I always say, never look up to Christian leaders, but only look up to God-fearing leaders. Very different. They are Christian, doesn't mean they're God-fearing. So when, when Christians do not live godly lives, the devil can use us to join his, uh, I call it deception league, not justice league. <laughs> deception league, you know justice league? Oh, don't watch, huh? Okay, no. I love it. Deception league. No one is exempted. The higher you go, the more vulnerable you are in leadership. Husband and wife. You don't want the devil to attack you more? Don't get married. Oh yeah, your fights can increase when you get married. You don't get married? Don't get in a relationship. Lock yourself in a room. Be a loner. <laughs> Alright? But please get married. Please, please, please. Okay? We need to reproduce. You know, our friend the other side reproduce a lot, huh? so you've got to reproduce more. Huh? All right? Two is not enough. You need 12. <laughs> Jesus got 12. Jesus said what? Well, the word of God in Genesis, be fruitful and mal- multiply. One child is not multiplying. Hello? Okay, all right? Sandra, Priscilla, that's the first only. Huh? You have like six, seven more to come. So I want to talk to you today is this, all right? I want to speak to you on a topic. Sit up! Okay, I like Captain America. I miss him. Please, allow me to be indulged in this today. Huh? I have my favourite. I grew up with Captain America, right? And why? Because that's his favourite line. Sit up! You watch, right? Sit up, alright? Sit up. And I like Avengers better than just this league. Anyway, so sit up. Everyone say, sit up! So today, we're gonna, I want to talk to you about suit up, alright? Now, to suit up, right? First, of course, not suit up like Captain America. This is the armor of God that I'm talking about. You need to stand firm. Before Paul tells them about putting on the armor of God, the first word he said, stand firm then. Before that, he said, talking about the, dev, the, the devil's schemes, because the devil is scheming to destroy us, you got to first stand firm and then put on the full armor of God. Verse 16 says, you see the word stand Four times it was mentioned in this text, this short text. Stand against, verse 11. Stand your ground, 13. To stand, 13. 14. Stand firm. In other words, to stand is very important. To make a stand, to stand your ground is very important. Because to stand means right. It means to be strong, to defend, to not flee. Stand your ground, don't flee, don't run away. Hold your position to be awake, to be alert, to be ready, readiness. Now, I'm going to ask you parents here. When you see your baby, get up and start standing up for the first time. You rejoice, right? No. Come on, answer me. Yes or no? Yes. Straight away, if you are alone with a child, you call your husband, Honey, honey, honey. She, Baby is standing, at night standing. Correct or not? Correct or not? Alright? Of course, you are happier when your child first called mommy. See? Mommy first. Okay, right, anyway. So, standing. 
Because, because why? To stand up right, you need strength. That means it, it's a good sign that your child is getting stronger in bones, in muscle. You know what I'm talking about? So it's a sign of strength. Those who've just recovered from sickness, from accident, bedridden, and then you start standing up. To stand up is already something very amazing. Not even talking about walking yet, correct or not? Right? Uh, you need to be awake for you to stand up. I mean, I've seen before people sleep standing, not sleepwalking. They're standing up. I mean, have you seen before? They can sleep or standing, you know, no joke, you know, these guys. Amazing, you know, nothing to hold on to, just standing like that. All right? But of course, you need to lie down and sleep, right? You, I mean, but if you, you cannot be... Um, you want to be ascending, you've got to be awakened. But of course, those people who can sleep and stand at the same time, you think you can, lah, but easily people walk past and knock you, you fall down. Correct? So you either have to be awake for you to stand. The first thing a soldier must do in order to go for battle is to stand. Everybody say, Stand. Suit up, stand up. In order for you to suit up, you got to first stand up. Means please, please. All right? Anybody here wants to defeat the devil? A few of you want to defeat the devil? Yeah? This is a principle. Two things here. How do you suit up? The first thing you need to learn to suit up, or straight away put on the armor. No, 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 no. Look at what Paul says. You've got to perceive your adversary. A lot of people don't realize or don't even know who are real, the real enemies. For our struggles are not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark, in the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Not flesh and blood. Your husband is not your enemy. Your wife is not your enemy. Hello? Your in-laws are not your enemy. <clears throat> your colleagues are not. Your bosses are not. Your church members are not your enemies. Your leaders are not your enemies. Your pastors are not your enemies. Your friends in your school are not your enemies. The government is not your enemy. The politicians are not your enemy. The party politics are not your enemy. But usually, who do you fight most with? Come on, you spend most time fighting with who? You spend most time fighting with people, flesh and blood. But the real enemy behind is the enemy. It's a devil. It's heavenly realms, that word means it's a spiritual atmosphere, right? We have a spiritual atmosphere above us, one, no? around us. One, no? You don't think that, well, there's nothing. Things that you cannot see is the most dangerous. All right? So, now... Um, Heavenly realms, there are three types of encounters we are, we are facing. We have power encounter, truth encounter, allegiance encounter. What is that? Power encounter means the spiritual forces, spirits in the spirits, power encounter. Every one of us face power encounter, you like it or not. Truth encounter means so much lies and deception. You look at the whole election, the deception. People are using TikTok. That's why I don't like TikTok. People are using TikTok, you know? You know? So, and, and then... But the truth refused to speak up. That's why deception always wins. 
And allegiance encounter means who do you submit yourself to? A lot of people, they submit to politicians more than submit to the Lord. They submit to money more than submit to the fear of God. Who is your Lord? Allegiance. Who is your master? That's why what we are fighting is this three. Power encounter, truth encounter, allegiance encounter. You've got to understand that. So, I'll give you an illustration about perceiving the adversary. How many of you don't like ants? Samut. Some of you like it. I don't know why. You like to live with ants. I live with one ant, not ants. Okay, so. <laughs> the, in my house, got ants coming. I, I dislike ants, seriously, you know. And uh, so my wife, we've been trying to buy all this, uh, you know, uh, ants repellent thing, put in a house. Not working, you know. Then she found one. It's called Bye Bye Samut. <laughs> bye bye, really, Bye Bye Samut. And it's uh, organic, uh, no chemicals, one. use all the plants, whatever, make, so that's why you smell no, no chemical. Bye Bye Samut. How does it work? From Bye Bye Samut, I learned something new I've never known about ants. <laughs> you don't know? You don't know how to kill? The, uh, uh, extinct, I mean, uh, repel the ants. Ants, right, they have a trail. They follow, they are very systematic one. When they jalan that route, they jalan that route. They don't like, ting, 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 let's change route. <laughs> they don't need ways. They just follow, they smell the route, they just follow. Do you know that? Okay, you know that, huh? Okay, all right, Sabah, Sarah, people, a lot of ants in the household, right? You know that, right? <laughs> so, Bye Bye Samut taught me, taught us, to spray that spray bubble samut, it's a spray by the way, along the route. You spray three, four times, uh, bye bye already samut. No more coming back. It works! No joke, you know. And they have also bye bye nyamo, bye bye lipas, bye bye chicha, bye bye isri, uh, no, bye bye, uh, bye bye, uh, uh, you know, for real, no. Okay, by the way, I don't own a company, all right? I don't have share, all right? So, but it's good. My point is that you got to know the behavior of the enemy. You got to know how it works. You got to know how the strategy they use. And then you got to find the right weapons to, kill, to, to repel, to kill, to push them away, you know? So, and it works all the time. So, I'm so happy. Samut come, bye-bye Samut, okay? So, I'm so happy now, all right? See, many Christians, they fall because they don't recognize their real enemy. It's spiritual, friends. Deception is a spirit. Division is a spirit. Racism is a spirit. Pride is a spirit. It's all in the Bible. Fear is a spirit. Spirit of fear. God has given a spirit of love, not of fear. Selfishness is a spirit. The feeling, the mentality of defeat is a spirit. And how do you uh, repel all these spirits away? There's a secret that Paul has given us. So, the second thing which Paul says here is, put on the full armor of God. Put it on. He says, be strong in the Lord, in His mighty power. Not just be strong, not just go to the gym, be strong, 
but you have to be strong in the Lord. You can be strong, but not in the Lord. You are not strong. I've seen somebody who's so buff, like really built up, you know. So built up, you know. Was in somebody's house, la, where the lipas, the lipas cockroach, lipas, showed up, right? He jumped, you know. Ah! Lipas! Buff guy. If I fight with him, I, I like gone already. He afraid of one lipas. You can be buff, but doesn't mean you're strong. You gotta be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. How do you do that? By putting on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. You see, when you put on the full armor, then only you can take your stand. Without the armor of God, you'll be sh- shaky, not strong. Why? Because here, why we put on the full armor of God? Because the weapons that we fight are not we- uh, we fight with are not with the weapons of this world. On the contrary, the weapons we are fighting with have divine power. We are not using the world's weapons. We are using God's kingdom's weapon. It has divine powers to demolish stronghold. Coming back to my killing all the pesticides in my house. Now we go to lipas, cockroach. Come on, sorry, lizard. Chichak. You know, chichak come to my house. There was some time ago, right? Uh, uh, I can't remember when was it. I still remember clearly. I saw the chichak, right? So I quickly ran to the cupboard. I took the lipas. That time, no, we don't have the bye-bye lipas yet. The one that we bought from whatever shop, Kedaya. It's chichak one. I go and spray on the lizard, you know. The more I spray, the more it runs. Run, no. Escape. So I thought, actually, can kill, right? Why cannot? In my mindset, I thought, can what? So I went and Google. Actually, they say the chichak spray can actually, yes, kill the lizard only if you have to spray it so much, a lot, a lot, a lot, right in its face. In its face. Because the chichak must breathe in that chemical, right? Make it like dizzy pengsan, then you can kill. No, not fully die one. No. After a while, it will just run again. Not really kill it. So what my point is that I use the wrong weapon. The enemy runs away. You use a right weapon, gonna. So my wife used a right weapon. What's the right weapon? When she saw the chicha and I'm in a house, the weapon is, say my name, say my name. <laughs> Here I come to save the day, you know, kind of thing. But if I'm not at home, her weapon is the plastic Tupperware, the one that you eat, chuck fun, the one. She'll take that, then she's laughing already. <laughs> and she will cover that chicha for her. Why cover it? Wait for me to come home lah. So I come home. <laughs> she, will, she will call me. That's my mission. I say, how am I going to kill the fella? You cover the thing on the floor. How am I going to kill it? I have to find a way how to like catch the guy, right? Of course, God give me wisdom lah. I'll teach you later, right? So if you want. So my point is that you got to use the right weapon to fight the spiritual uh, forces of darkness. Correct or not? Oftentimes, we fight the wrong enemy and we use the wrong weapon. That's why we always a loser. You see? So the Bible says what? Put on the full armor of God and it is the armor of God, by the way, 
not the armor of man, but the armor belongs to who? Who? God. When God's armor, you put on God's armor, which devil can, can, can touch you? Uh? Nobody. I believe strongly uh, the song uh, by MC Hammer can touch this. You know? It's, it's God inspired. He will sing this to the devil, pointing to me, Daniel. So, can touch this. Dung, dung, dung. Can touch this. Nobody can touch you if you put on the right armor. And what is this armor of God he's talking about? Remember, I preached on the topic on put on Jesus. Actually, Paul has been talking about putting on since chapter 4. Put on Jesus, put on, put on, put on. And lastly, he concludes with, you put on the armor of God. And it's full, not partial. Some people put on, but they put partial. If you put on some parts, not a full armor of God, you give the devil a loophole to come in to attack you. Alright, so put on. Everybody say, put on. The full armor of God. There are actually seven firearms in the full armor of God. Five defensive, two offensive. The first defensive one is the belt of truth. Stand from then with the belt of truth. Alright? So those of you who don't wear belt, you don't understand, right? So you've got to wear belts now. Belt, what is the purpose? It holds the parts of all the other parts of the, the, the I mean, the armor together. Sorry, alright? The armor. Without the belt, everything falls apart. And it is uh, without, you see, the, the, without the belt of truth, right? We will be able to, we will be easily deceived by the devil. And not just that, the belt of truth actually holds a sword. The sword is at the side here. And what is the sword that someone will be right? The word of God. So when you don't have, you don't have the belt of truth, you can hold the word of God, the sword. And that is why when people do not live truthfully in their life, you cannot use the word of God. You're not qualified to use the word of God. That is why I've been taught, some people, right, they, I mean, I'm telling you seriously, they can come to me and they talk a lot of things, complain this, complain that, point finger here, point finger there. Brr, whatever they talk, right, not a single time they quote the word of God to, to really uh, uh, give them the ground of what they're actually trying to say. Because whatever they've been doing is not truthful. That's why they do not dare to quote the word of God. We are supposed to be Christians who live by the word of God, not by the words of men. You see? So, and once we allow lies, deception come into our lives, our whole lives will crumble. Deception is devil's favorite weapon. Garden of Eden is all deception. Think about the people back home. Think about your family. Think about, think about where deceptions are. And if we are on the side of truth, we refuse to speak up, live in the truth. Actually, we have just joined the devil's deception league. Make your stand. When people use divisive spirit to divide us, so lies. It can happen in a church. You have to make your stand to push back this kind of a lies and, and don't keep quiet when people slander. You have to shut that slander off. If you don't shut it off, you allow this slander to continue on, continue on, continue on, continue on. Starts from your family, the body of Christ is important as well. Why church splits? Because we allow slanders to thrive in a church. In SIB life, I don't allow this to happen. I guard the body of Christ with my life. Do you know that? Alright? Without the truth also, by the way, 
this belt holds the pants. No belt, shame, shame. So when you don't live in the truth, you already lose already before you fight. So make sure you suit up. Everybody say, suit up. The first thing you suit up is to live in the truth. Check your motives. Speak honestly. Don't cover up. And of course, don't be put on a super, super spiritual front. Live in the truth. Live truthfully. All right? Amen? When you live by the truth, in the truth, the devil will always lose. The second defense uh, uh, weapon of armor is the breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate. But I have to read this word, all right? Of righteousness. <clears throat> so it's actually a metal plate can be made of chains as well, if you've seen the movie before. They cover the whole body from, from the top part here until the, the, the waist here, uh, the, uh, the neck all the way down, the waist. <clears throat> and it actually, it says, breastplate of righteousness. Why? Because righteousness, we have two things here. Number one, righteousness in Christ, righteous life in Christ. Righteousness in Christ is not gained by, it's not our own doing. It's because of the cross of Jesus Christ, now He has made us righteous in Christ. But then you don't stop there. People who are righteous in Christ supposed to live a righteous life in Christ. You see? And so when you have righteousness of Christ, you are righteous in Christ, you, you have got your, your chest, which is where your heart is. The devil is going for your heart. You got to guard your heart. Your heart is a place where you believe. This is where you believe. And why people lack in faith? Because they don't guard their hearts. When you don't guard your heart, a same place for you to believe is the same place that envy can arise, anger can arise, Hatred can arise if we don't guard our hearts. When you have righteousness of Christ, righteous life in Christ, you are protected here. Envy, hatred, anger cannot come and attack your heart. Come, put your hands right here and say, breastplate of righteousness. Tell our friend next to you. Do you have it? You say, I have it, I have it. And what did Jesus say? Let me quote back what I preached two, a few weeks ago on the tailor-made life. Go and watch that. Put on the new self. Look at that. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That means copy Jesus by putting on Jesus. All right? Righteousness. Put it on. Satan is the accuser, the Bible is saying. But he cannot accuse you when you live a righteous life. No way. You know, some years back, right, while we were pastoring a, a youth group, uh, one leader that we have, she began to slander uh, me, us. And she actually kind of like, I don't know, she <clears throat> totally don't want to talk to us. Leader, you know. And ignore us, was very angry with us. What, what, what happened was because she had heard some lies from other people. 
she was offended of certain things, which was, we never said, we never meant anything of that, but all these lies, slanders, and da, 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 da. What is going on? So one day, we call her up, we meet up, and then we ask her, what happened? Cut a long story short. I said, this is not true. It's not true. And I explain, I review, I show it, not true, not true. All these are lies. And then we reconcile. And she became one of our best leaders in our journey of becoming a youth pastors. Faithful. From very angry at us to become one of our best. What was the solution? First of all, we got our hearts. We're not angry at you. We don't hate you for backstabbing us. But we reconcile. We reconcile. We read about our truth. When you are having truth surrounding you, you walk in truth, live in truth, you're not afraid of people slandering you. And so we bring it to restoration, we shut the slander, we shut the light. But if you don't take the right action, deception will win, slander will win. Are you listening to me? All right? The third defensive armor is the shoes of preparation of the gospel of peace. Quite a mouthful, huh? all right? Or the readiness, another. Uh, translation says, get ready with the shoe of the gospel of peace. No soldiers go to war without shoes. Have you met before soldiers go to war without shoes? No, no soldiers go to war without shoes. In fact, they are, that's boots. Olden days, Jesus' time, they wear sandals with hop nails. You know what's hop nails? Uh, underneath, right, you got nails. Uh, the, you know, like, like, like the soccer's boots, huh? got the hook, I mean, got the macam paku, kan? All right? So it really hold the ground. You can really stand strong and hold the ground. And so when you can stand firm, nothing can shake you. And the word here is peace. When you live in peace, absolutely nothing the devil tried to do can shake you. You can stand strong. But I want you to see, I want you to pay a little attention on this phrase, the shoes of the gospel of peace in particular. Why gospel of peace? The word here is gospel and the word here is peace. Gospel, peace. You must always be prepared. You don't go. Anybody here leave your house without shoes on? Praise the Lord. Okay. You do. You have to wear your shoes to go out, right? You don't walk barefoot, right? If you put on the shoes to go leave your house, make sure every day before you leave your house, you put on the gospel of peace. You carry the gospel of peace wherever you go and ready to tell people about Jesus, how they can get this peace. All the more right now in our nation, we need that. You see, friends, the most victorious Christians is a witnessing Christian. When you don't put on the gospel of peace, the shoe of the gospel of peace here, you are not winning the battles. You want to be victorious? You got to make sure you put on the gospel of peace wherever you go. And the Bible says, I like, I like this verse. In Romans 10, you see, when we put on the shoes of the gospel, the Bible says what? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. means gospel. Check your feet now, beautiful or not? I didn't say the shoe beautiful, huh? your feet. You put on the gospel of peace, your legs will be very beautiful. Check your friend next to you, look at his feet, beautiful or not? Oh, nice shoe, huh? Okay. 
Bring peace everywhere you go. Don't leave your house shoeless. And why peace is important? Peace brings restoration, brings healing. Look at what's happening in our nation. You need to do that. All the more. I, mean, I can't go in detail later. I'll tell you uh, when I will tell you a little bit what. Okay, never mind. I'll go to that later. But let me just share with you something here. Those of you who follow my Insta, I've, I've retired from Insta for almost three years now. I find it's just time-wasting. But just recently, I, re- I went back, I posted something, and I, I, want, I just felt I wanted to, to show that. For, somehow God gave me the courage to show it. I want to show it to you, okay? Again, many years ago, I shared this. I want to show it to you. Most of you don't know this, all right? So you'd be, you'd be surprised seeing this picture, right? So we were there in our previous uh, uh, church office, this right up church uh, premise there. 2019, 2019, these nine students from IIU University contacted me. They contacted me. I qualify. I'm going to say that again. They contacted me. Want to interview me about Christianity. So they came over to our church there and they asked to come to our church. In fact, they wanted to visit our Sunday service. Huh. So, but then their timing not up. So in the end, they come in during office hour. So they interviewed me. They want to, part of the assignments. Interesting assignment. Praise the Lord for this kind of assignments. Every question they ask, I'm telling you, very genuine. They want to know about the Christian faith. And not easy question, by the way. So I answer. We answer, we laugh, with so much joy. And I share. Every answer I give, of course, gospel of peace is there one. Okay, if you follow me long enough, you know how I will answer questions, all right? So, and I want to, because I cannot give an answer about Christian faith without putting the gospel in it. Can I repeat one more time for you? Come on, listen to me carefully. I cannot answer any questions regarding the Christian faith without putting the gospel of Jesus Christ in it. So I did that. Every single question Sugar, Jesus, the gospel, the cross, the love of Jesus, all inside. You understand what I'm trying to tell you or not? Okay. So, I thank God I went to office that day with my shoe on. So I answered. Very good. Laugh and things like that. But the uh, powerful question come. What are Christians rukun rukun? Rukun in English is Whatever, Rukun, you go and Google yourself. Even if I ask the Christians this question, you don't answer, no. What is Christians, Rukun? You start to start thinking, give 10%, go to church on Sunday. You probably will answer that. So God gave me wisdom. I said, I went to my office. I went to my office. I took my Bible. I said, let me read you something. So I turned to Matthew chapter 22. You know, verse, huh? And then I read it for them. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and strength. This is the greatest commandment, but the second one is the same. Love your neighbor as yourself. Then I say, you can read that too. I give my Bible to them. Because, why I give? So that you don't think I'm lying, right? Is there in the Bible? No. I'm not telling lies. No. So I said, okay, it's there, right? It's there. I said, yeah. 
Very good. So I say, you see, first of all, I want to honour all of you. Nine of you, I say. We need more like this to happen in the nation. And in our church, we welcome you to come in and talk to us. We won't reject you, all right? And you don't have to wear smart. You just wear very nice. They respect it, you know? I say, I respect you for doing what you're doing because we need to have this kind of mutual respect of, you know, knowing each other's faith. I share my faith. I also ask them about some questions about their faith. So after I show this verse, I say, right, you know, all the problems in this world, especially our nation, can be solved if every single person lived by this verse. Love your neighbours as yourself. Everybody love yourself. You love others as you love yourself. If I ask you, I say, you love your God, right? Your God? Yeah, say yes. And I'm sure your God teaches you to love people, right? He say yes. Voila. We solve all the problems. And I pause there and I look at every single one of the nine people. I call their names. I say, I love you. God, tag that. I love you. And I love you. I look into their eyes. I love you. Sincerely, I love you. Every one of the nine of them. I say their name and I say, I love you. Wow, they just stare at me. So we finish off the meeting, which I didn't post in my IG. I said, let me pray for you. I said, okay. So I pray. And I can't say a prayer for somebody who doesn't believe in Jesus without putting the gospel in the prayer. Are you following me? Any smart people in SIB life? Okay, very good. All of you smart. You don't dare to raise your hands on me. You're smart, not smart, right? Smart. I can't say a prayer for somebody who don't know Jesus without putting the gospel of Jesus Christ in my prayer. So in my entire one and a half hours there, wow, so much gospel in there already. Thank God I put on my shoe. My workplace is in the church office. How about your workplace? We were on ground floor at that time. We have two floors, huh? Sanctuary is this sanctuary, by the way. Then they asked me, can we take a picture with you? I said, of course. I said, you want to take a picture in our tempat ibadah? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went up. Turn on the lights. I said, they said, they say, can you take a picture there? There. I said, where? There. Jesus there. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I was ready. In fact, I didn't prepare everything, anything at all, because I want to answer sincerely. I, I didn't ask him, you made a question early, let me go and prepare all my answers. No, I didn't. So I just show up, they show up, they ask me, I answer. I believe with all my heart, they went home that day, they have experienced the gospel of peace from Jesus. Don't you think so? Don't you think so? You can do the same. I didn't tell you, during the pandemic, everybody stayed at home lockdown. Another group of students, different uni. This one, mocking one. Mocking. Okay, I won't tell you the name of uni. Mocking. Also contacted me, what an interview through Zoom. They want mock out, recorded everything in a Zoom. After that, I told them, You want me to? I, I offer myself, I can help you to, to look at your answer. They're supposed to present it, put all the slides, present it. So they do, do, do. Let me help you. They send back to me. Of course, I corrected some of them. They actually Google. This is a danger. I want to highlight this a little bit for you. They Google to find out Christianity 
but a lot of info they found actually from cults. That's why I say, when truth don't speak up deception, they will have a wrong perception of Christianity. So very cult. And then, and also, so, and then they also compare uh, a couple of denominations. So I want to help them understand, don't compare the denomination. I explain to them, I bring them back to the cross to understand about Jesus. It's all about the cross. Is it so? And, and it's, in, it's recorded, by the way, I have a recording also. Okay, so anyway, I said, show it to me. They show me, give me all the slides, I help them. I actually ding-dong, ding-dong three times and you know, I happened to edit her. And so I was so thankful. Thank you. Thank you so much, you know, for, 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 for helping. It's almost like I'm like the yeah, private tutor. And I got good marks. Okay, huh? okay. If I just feel lazy, I've done my job, la, go, la, do. La. I don't know what's going to be presented. Because I want people to have the right understanding of the Christian faith. Are you following me on this? Are you understanding what I'm trying to tell you? What kind of a Christian you should become? Tell a friend next to you, don't leave your house without your shoes. Number four, shield of faith. Why shield of faith? Now, by the way, the shield is four feet times two feet. No, not this, this is a bigger one actually, it's quite long, all right? Four feet times two feet. And why shield of faith? Because shield protects flaming arrows coming. That's the most important usage of the shield. Why faith? Because not faith to believe in salvation only, this faith to believe in the promises and the power of God. Why Christians live in defeat? Because we do not have the shield of faith to believe that we have the promises and the power of God to defend us. So you've got to have the shield of faith and faith is to defend these flaming arrows. Or not just arrows, but got fire one. It's like the devil trying to you know, put fire you know, on you know, husband and wife. A little bit of misunderstanding, put fire. Put fuel, add some more. You know, free petrol. So cannot do that. See, so what happened is, the, they aim at what? When you shield, right, you're aiming at what? Your heart, chest here, and your head. You can defend. They're aiming for your mind, aiming for your heart. Accusation, lies, negative thoughts, hateful thoughts, doubts. So we need a shield of faith, not just big enough for ourselves, but also to defend our families. You got that? You know, our children, our businesses, our work, you know, when, when, when a few years ago, Anne was very sick, got liver problem. I shared that once in our, in our sermon. Uh, uh, the liver, uh, liver uh, is, uh, hepatitis, uh, the, the, the enzyme, but the, the very, very high. Deadly one, no? Hospitalized. And then the, couldn't check what happened. Don't know what is the cause, you know. Came out, really, I'm telling you, uh, it's almost like she thought that she died already. But praise the Lord. What we do, we have the shield of faith. We keep on Having a shield because the doubt will come in, stop believing, stop believing. Shield of faith. And the best part of this shield is you actually can lock it together. In the Romans timer, you can lock the shield to form a wall of shields and like a solid wall. Christians, we are not in the battle alone. If you're going alone, well, as much as I like Captain America, 
which can do everything by himself, but he still needs Avengers for the end game. Okay. Why are you talking? You must watch. You see? No soldiers go battle alone. Remember, Ephesians talk about the body of Christ, the church. We need each other. Give a nudge to your friends. I need you, you know. Come on, you're not doing it. Give a nudge and say, I need you, you know. Seriously, I need you. Okay, jangan ambil kesempatan. I want you. Okay, so, that's why you got to come for We pray. We got to pray together every Friday night. Next year onwards, we're going to do every Friday night. Don't, don't have to mix which, which Friday. No, no. Every Friday night, we're going to pray all the more Okay, on the 9th of December, two weeks' time, Friday, all right? We're going to have you pray. That was two days, two days before our Christmas story. 11 is Christmas story, yeah? 9th is a Friday, Sunday is 11th, right? Can I encourage you to come? Because I want to share a biblical response to G15. I shared a little bit on last Friday, all right? But I want you to catch it. What is God doing? Don't miss it. You miss it, what is God doing? You really miss it. You miss it. So lock in your calendar, come for we pray on that night. We also pray for Christmas. I, I, I want to give you a proper response from a biblical viewpoint to G15. I, I need to, I want to. I gave a glimpse of it last Friday. I want to give you a full response to it, but God showed it to me. All right? So we pray. We've got to pray together. All right? And the fifth defense is the helmet of salvation, which should protect your head. Why the head? Your mind is here. Your thought life is here. Satan wants to attack here. That's exactly how he got Eve to fall because he attacks here. Deception. Paul says, I'm afraid. He wrote to the Corinthians that as Eve was deceived. Here, deception your minds may somehow be led astray like Eve. You don't put on a helmet of salvation, your minds are not guarded, protected, sorry. The disciples in the same boat with Jesus, they can be afraid of, of death. How can it be? Salvation in a boat, but not in a head here. They are not protected. Israelites, when they face the Red Sea, the Egyptians were behind, but they just experienced a powerful templates came up. They were afraid. Chicken out. Because they don't put on the helmet of salvation. We took it down. Complacent, not ready, not standing ready all the time. So how do we protect here? This, the Word of God says, just now we read Corinthians, the weapons, we fight not the weapons of the world, but have divine power. You put on, we demolish arguments, verse 5, and every pretense that set itself up against the knowledge of God, knowledge here, knowledge of God, you put the knowledge of God here to protect yourself, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In other words, you capture that Whatever thoughts they are from the enemy, you subject it to the lordship of Jesus Christ. I preach on a tailor-made life. You miss that sermon, a tailor-made life. You got to watch that because I spoke about the importance of enclosed cognition. You put on Jesus, you, you, you actually will, will protect your mind from the enemy. The enemy get your mind, he get your whole life. 
It all starts with the mind. That's why the Bible talks about meditate on the cross. Meditate. So oftentimes, Satan deceives our mind, thoughts, put this mistrust. You, mis- you, you suspect your spouse. You know, you suspect your pastor. Never shake your hand, maybe the pastor hates you. Come on, sometimes we miss you. Ma. If I miss you, you come, Lord. Come, just grab my hand now before you go. Just come and say, thank you, Pastor. Shake my hand. Don't just after service. Bye-bye. I can't even say hi to you, you know. So some people go to church, leave the church. I don't even know you existed. If I can multiply myself by the number of people attended in the church, right? Like Dr. Strange. I will do that. I want to shake every one of your hands before you go. All right? But you notice that, Pastor, you're busy with somebody. Come, disturb me. I love to be disturbed. Seriously, just come. Pastor, I just want to say hi. You need a prayer? Come, I'll pray for you. That's our job. An honor. Seriously. An honor. Like super honored to pray for you. You see? So come to us together. All right? So everybody say, Helmet of Salvation. Protect here. So, why is this important? When you feel doubts, you feel the enemy attacking you, what do you do? Meditate on the cross. Meditate on the cross. Meditate on the cross. Look at the cross. What Jesus has done. What Jesus has done. If he has, freely, if he has given us his son, only son, how will he not freely give us all things? All right? Everybody says, suit up. Stand up. All right? And of course, then you have the offensive one. Very quickly, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. No soldiers go to battle without weapons, I know. You need weapons. Unfortunately, many Christians go to war without weapons. You see? And by the way, Jesus defeated the devil by what? The Word of God. Remember that? It is written. The Word of God. You know the story. Go and read that. He didn't use any other means except the Word of God. Sword of the Spirit is important. You see, to put on the full armor of God is basically to put on Jesus. First, Belt of truth, Jesus is the truth. Breastplate of righteousness, Jesus is our righteousness. Shoe of the gospel of peace, Jesus is our prince of peace. Shield of faith, Jesus is the source of all our faith. He's the perfecter and the finisher of our faith, Hebrews. Helmet of salvation, Jesus is our salvation. Sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. So to put on the full armor of God, it means to put on Jesus. Every day you leave your house, you don't go out of your house naked. You put on your clothes. Put it on, I'm putting Jesus on. And you are ready to face any battle in your workplace, any battle in your schools. Don't leave your house naked. That one does not shoe, right? Now it's don't leave your house naked. I mean spiritually naked. Tell your friends, Noah, don't leave your house naked. Come on, serious, I'm serious, I'm serious, all right? Don't leave your house naked. Shame, shame. And lastly, can I ask the worship team? Praying in the Spirit. This is offensive. The Word of God, let me tell you, uh, every situation you're in, when you proclaim the Word of God, right? The enemy has no grounds on it. They, they cannot, no, nothing can defeat the Word of God. That's powerful. You've got to understand that. I mean, I, I wish I got more time to share with you more testimonies about how the Word of God has really guarded our lives. 
But the, the thing is this. You don't just read the Bible. You got to pray and pray in the Spirit, you see. And the pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Let me read that for you, okay? This is a very powerful word. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions uh, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whatever, whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. How many times are you counting? How many times you say prayer? You go and count. I'll give you your homework in your life group. You go and count. How many times you say pray? Pray. Pray for what? Pray in every situation. You're in a bus, in a train, in a grab. I love taking grab. Yesterday also I took grab again. It happens to be another. Oh, I love it. And I took, put on my shoe of the gospel. And I enjoy having conversation with a grab rider. Oh, driver, sorry. Michelle, rider or right? driver? Okay. Because I was ready all the time. You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, you don't know my Ask your friends. All kinds of prayers. Every time I get into the grab, I pray for the guy so that he won't fall asleep when he drives. So anyway, so I pray for him. Pray for his salvation. All kinds of prayers. Pray alert always for God's people, for your leaders, for your pastors, and keep on praying. Paul says, pray for me. He's like a pastor, a spiritual father. Pray for me too. And why did he ask to be prayed for? Basically, he says, so that I may proclaim the gospel fearlessly. Ultimately, is still the souls of man is important. So I proclaim that when you put on the full armor of God, right, today, wherever you go, you are ready to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to people around you. Doesn't matter their race or religion. God put you there, you proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is power in the gospel, Paul says. Because, pray lah. You see, friends, Sometimes you feel you are weak. Okay, let's be honest. Anybody here feel sometimes you are weak spiritually? You're weak. All right? Some of you not. Praise the Lord. Come for me, pray. Encourage us. I have a good news for you. The devil trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on his knees. Oh, the devil is afraid. He is so afraid. Even though how weak you are, you're praying. You think you don't know how to pray? Some people, I don't know how to pray, Pastor. You think you don't know how to pray? Pray the best way you know how to. Can I repeat that for you? You think you don't know how to pray, right? Just pray the best way you know how to. That's good enough. God is not expecting you to pray bombastic words. Prayer is always from the heart. And I thank God that when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray, He didn't give a long sermon how to pray. He didn't write an entire book. He didn't say, this is how you pray. Super long prayer. So short by the last prayer. Have you ever read that before? So short. We are the ones who complicate prayers. You can pray long prayers. It's not coming from your heart sincerely. Forget about it. But worse is, you don't even pray. That's why you live in defeat. You want our Malaysian nation to win? You need to pray. All the more right now. Come on the 9th December, I'll tell you why. Things, there are things I can only tell you 
in certain situations and not in certain situations. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say? Okay, very smart you. Okay, very good. I love to pastor a smart church. Okay. Hallelujah. Come, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I know many here today, you, you really need to put on the full armor of God. First of all, you need to perceive your adversary. You, you begin to understand, no, 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 it's not flesh and blood. But it is a, is a spiritual forces of, of, of darkness you are fighting against. And that's why we've got to put on the armor of God, the spiritual armor with divine powers. Any one of those pieces you have not put on, today can I cannot encourage you to put on, including the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, including even uh, prayers. You say, Pastor, yeah, it's me. Pray for me that I will be able to put on the full armor of God every day. Every day. I want to. Right now. You say, right now, today, you want to do that. Stand on your feet with me together if you do that. Come on, let's stand. And then I will. Stand because you want to. If you don't want to, it's okay. You, you, please remain seated. But you want to you say, I want to put on the full armor of God because I want to win victories, spiritual victories. Never live in defeat, but in victories. As you stand before God, raise your hands. Begin to receive. I pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I release, release the anointing of the power of the Spirit right now, even on your people. Come and receive it and thank the Lord. God, this is the armor of God, not the armor of men. Not the armor of men, the armor of God. And because of that, because of that, it is not our own effort. But it's when we submit ourselves under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, begin to walk in truth. Begin to really walk according to your word, O God. We know that the armor of God is already upon us. We put on Jesus. We put on the armor of God. We will win every spiritual battle. And I proclaim that over your people this morning. Come on, receive it. We're going to thank the Lord. Say Amen. Thank the Lord. Come on, receive it. Receive it. I can see many battles that you, have, you are facing right now. You will win this battle. The helmet of salvation, some of you need it. Put it on. Oh, the breastplate of righteousness. Some of you have, have issues in the heart. Put it on. The enemy cannot attack you. Some of you, God has said, you have always living your house without a shoes on. Put it on, the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. Some of you, you, you can't fight the enemy because you don't have the sword of the Spirit. Come on, take it up right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, some of you have been, have been living in deception slanders and lies put on the bell truth do not worry do not worry the truth of God will repel all these deceptions in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah come on receive it receive it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus hallelujah in the name of Jesus hallelujah come on sing what a powerful what a powerful name what a powerful name it is What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Christ 
sense victory is coming your way you got to claim that victory is coming your way claim it are you in a situation you need victory it's coming your way put on the armor testimonies will come God's gonna work mightily in, in your situation receive that God, we thank you. We thank you for the revelation of your word. We thank you that you want to give us your armor for our own good, for your kingdom. So we leave this place, Lord. We know that we have received the full armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation shield of faith so that the enemy cannot attack us because we have faith in the promises of the power of God and saw the spirit and praying in the spirit in all kinds of prayer at all times in all occasions everywhere every situation and we know that victory belongs to the people of God to the kingdom of God so we thank you God, I release that again to your people today. May your blessings go before us, God. May your angels surround us, protect us, our families, our children, our parents. Wherever we go in our workplace, in our schools, in our classes, we will always stand, be ready, in readiness to bring peace, joy, love of Jesus to the people around us and change the atmosphere, even in our workplace, in our communities, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's go with the peace of God and the grace of God. May the Lord's face shine upon you, and His shalom will always be with you. As you leave this place, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And the ever-present of the Holy Spirit always be with you. Fill you with the fruit of the spirit thank you lord we receive it by faith in the name of our lord jesus christ if you believe it say amen come on give a lot of praise give our praise hallelujah amen 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 everybody say suda
Thank you for tuning in to live podcast. We hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends, family member and co-worker. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.